Hello, everyone. Um, Miguel Guerrero and Ernest Roberts are here with another episode of the Geek Studios podcast. Today is a very special episode because we have two of our great friends. Uh, we have Julio, we have Ben, who will be talking a little bit more about one of the projects that they are working on that we are actually very excited for. Um, we have been talking about this for a while, like even in, I think in prior podcasts, we mentioned it. Um, we did hear we did get some feedback on it already where people are actually excited and surprisingly enough uh there's people actually tune in from other like other regions of the world like we have somebody from japan asking us if there's a way that they could purchase the comic from japan and we told them you know what we believe there is do not take our word for it but there there's there there will definitely be and if not we'll send it out to you uh we'll send We'll send Tank on a flight all the way to Japan just to take the comic for you and have him come back and everything. So welcome, Julio, and welcome, Ben. Um, how are you guys doing today? Good, man. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for having us. We're, uh, like Miller said, I guess we're doing good. I mean, I thought we were. I don't know. Hearing that we have to possibly ship books to Japan just made us, like, super cheesy right now. Man, it was, yeah. Like no, yeah. Uh, like I will tell you guys this. Like, uh, every time we do talk about uh some of the work you guys have been doing, uh, because again, we're not only just great great friends of yours, but we're also huge fans of uh everything that Korea Publishing is is uh releasing. I'm kind of bummed that my camera doesn't work because I have the glow in the dark the cryptic closet uh creep club shirt, so that's what I'm wearing today and. My camera's not working, so I can't show you guys. I'm like, I even went outside to make sure the sun hit it enough so it could go. <laughs> so, but nice. I'll, I'll I'll put a picture later. Um, that way everybody else could see it. Um, so first of us, uh, can you guys uh, let everybody that's listening know, like, what have you guys been working on? Um, before you guys get into your big project, because I know that's that that's that's the big 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 topic of today. But just uh, besides that project. What else are you guys working on? Um, anything that people could look forward to? And then I would say release the big Mama Jama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so since we've been on, we've been doing a lot of stuff. And um, Tales from the Cryptic Closet has been a franchise, uh, a staple franchise for us. So uh, we did Tales from the Cryptic Closet 2 last year, uh, which outdid Tales from the Cryptic Closet 1. Uh, in sales and in uh, Kickstarter rewards and stuff like that. Like it blew, it over exceeded expectations, which we're internally grateful for, for everyone who backed the podcast. Like you guys, you guys backed it at a, extraordinary levels. Oh, we, we, we were ready to buy everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've been doing that. Uh, we've been releasing some stuff here and there. Uh, Adam Farster released a two part um D&D style comic called Dark Echo, which we released at C2E2 earlier this year uh, as an exclusive. And then we did, um, we just signed uh, an artist from American Mythology. Uh, his name is Matt Hansel. He worked on Underdog for a while. He's done some other, other books and whatnot. So it's going to be his first time doing his own original title, like creator own book and stuff. So he reached out and we're going to work with him. Uh, we picked up Jack Gonzalez, uh, who's worked on Pens and Needles and The Last Unicorn. 
So we're bringing the last unicorn as part of the gorilla universe. So he'll be joining us as well on this journey that we're working on. Um, Ben has been doing great things by keeping tales rolling uh, with uh, his (laughs) stories and it's funny because, like, he's not a horror guy, but he's writing these, like, kick-ass <laughs> horror stories. Stuff. It, it uh, happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, we're going to release a new death bag uh, story or a new death bag book, I should say. Uh, Ashley Esper is going to do a Kickstarter soon with us for volume three of the Ralphs. And then in July 28th is, is the big one, is uh, Tales from the Cryptic Closet 3D. So how like is it gonna come with the 3D glasses like those old school ones, the ones the foldable ones? Oh yeah, so we yeah. have some 3D glasses for this nice. one. Nice. <laughs> now you're reaching out to all the '90s nostalgia from, you know, like when, when remember when you used to get those pack those like either gum wrappers or something. You put the 3D glasses and you move the wrapper around. And it's supposedly 3D, but it was very badly done. But I mean, at the, at the time, it was like the best we had, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there, there? There was also like a Pepsi thing or something, or you could yeah, watch. Yeah, like, it was a Pepsi thing. Yeah. Like they give you like. Uh, glasses and like watch the halftime show of the Super Bowl. You were supposed to see it in three days, <laughs> but it didn't work at all. <laughs> Ours, as far as we know, is gonna work. Yeah, <laughs> Ours will work. Ours will work. We have someone. Adam's been working on it a lot, um, yeah. and Julio's been doing his and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been it's it's gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with the comic or with this new new stories uh being in 3D, um was the process a little bit harder or um is it you guys are you guys are definitely vetted. You guys have so much skill, so much experience. So were you guys able to use all that experience and be like, you know what, this is a piece of cake or was it like, man, we're this is so complicated. <laughs> um this okay so the story is that the second one was supposed to be 3d but i messed up <laughs> and i was we're like just get everybody on the book bring everybody on the book and then we i didn't consider page count which you know plays a huge role in your print costs and stuff <laughs> and so when we looked at it we're like oh yeah we can't do this in 3d <laughs> but when when we were looking at it, we saw like one version or like one method to do it. And it was super complex. Like we're trying to figure it out. Adam, Bill and I kept like messing up and well, not messing up. It just, it wouldn't cooperate and stuff. So for this one, Bill found a very easy way, which a lot, it, it should be easy, but it was still a little frustrating and whatnot. But like uh, Miller said, Adam, has been like editing everything, making sure everything's, you know, there. He's been answering questions and whatnot. So it, it it's fairly simple, but it's still like if you're not it's weird if because you have to draw in layers for it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not accustomed to doing that, you know, if you're just like, hey, I'm gonna go and, and draw this panel as is, you you're gonna have a lot of a lot of hiccups on that. So it was a lot of trial and error on it. So, but I mean, I, it was I just cool. write stuff. So it's super easy. 
<laughs> Super easy. <laughs> Don't have to do anything different. <laughs> yeah, he just write in parentheses this panel in 3D. In parentheses. Whole thing is in 3D. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I will say this because um Death Bag has been one of my favorite arcs. Like what story really? It's not really an arc, but it's been one of my favorite stories. And I would like to get to know from a writer and artist perspective. What is your most favorite part of designing and writing Death Bag? Oh, man. Uh, well, Death Bag is in Tales 3, so we, he can't, he's coming out of his hiatus, which is good. Um, I like that I just get to be me with it. The very, like, dry humor, the, like, family-friendly dark humor stuff <laughs> is what I like about it, is that, you know, we can do it and there is somewhat of a, um, I don't want to say market, but there is people who enjoy it for what it is. And I, th I would say a huge part of it is because of like Adult Swim. You know, they opened up a new thing for people our age or a little bit younger or older can enjoy that without it being too dark and whatnot and kind of led the path with it. And um, that's why I get to like it. It's based or I, what I like to do with it. Uh, Miller's wrote written like two or three death bag stories and it's cool to collaborate with like one of my best friends on it and stuff but to draw them it's just like I get to just do this like the most simplistic character just doing random dumb stuff because <laughs> I just want to make the Grim Reaper do some random dumb, dumb stuff so why not. <laughs> So for you guys, uh, so what is your favorite, not not story, but so much, but what is your favorite character you guys have worked on? For example, like like for you, Julio, who's your favorite character you've worked on and as well as for you, Ben? Like, um, is there a character that you guys have worked on, designed, wrote for, drawn for, drawn that you're like, you know what? This is my favorite one. Um, for, for me, it was uh, Kanisha, that book. Um because I felt like it flowed really easy and, you know, I felt like the story was more than, you know, it was an important story, you know, to kind of tell. And so I felt like that one was probably my favorite so far. Um, I felt like the character had probably the most depth of any character I've done so far. And, uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed working on that one. I, I do. I have that book, too, and I believe I have the shirt for that book, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> probably I, I, i'm i'm 90 sure that yeah you got the, every time like i do have been doing the shipping and stuff i'm like yep miguel's getting another shirt <laughs> <laughs> oh man um for me i i actually have two uh one is botched uh because that was the very first time miller and i got to work together um and it was really fun. It was like the first time that I got to work with an, like an actual writer for a book, a full length one shot and whatnot, and fully get into that mode and, and actually step out of my comfort zone of working alone and, and stuff like that. So, and, and then we got to do some really cool things like with it. And then the second one would be um, the story I did with Adam Farster uh hugo which is in tales too because again i got to work with him being a writer because adam's usually working by himself he's an artist writer himself but for him to write something for me to draw and um 
was really cool because we both we're big Mike Magonia fans, Hellboy and stuff like that. And so we were trying to hit like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Hellboy, like all that, all that stuff we really got into as kids and everything for that story. So just essentially just working with like two of my best friends and guys who I look up to in the industry on, on these two stories. Those are probably my favorite. It's more emotional attachment to it than anything. Yeah, but working on Bosch was fun. <laughs> it's funny because it was just like um, an idea that I got on a really slow Friday at a con and I started writing it on the back of a comic board. And I'm like, so I had all these notes when I got, got home and I wrote it. And I'm like, I said the idea to Julio. I'm like, I got this idea for this comic. He's like, man, I'd like to draw that. I'm like, good, because you're who I want to draw. It's <laughs> like I wrote it for you to draw. <laughs> So for you, for example, for you, Ben, like, so how, how is the process for that you use or the process you do to actually create some of these stories? Cause like I've, I've read most of the books or, or I try reading as many books as I can that, that you have worked on and you've written for mm-hmm. and the writing is so amazing. Um, so what is your process? Like, how is it, how can you write that? Well, like I can't write that well at all. <laughs> well, f- first of all, thank you. um second of all um the the key for me is to never do what i call blank page writing like people sit down all right and they're like all right now i'm gonna write and then you're just like well what am i gonna write to me it's you know people like what are you working on i'm like i'm working on seven different things always because i'm always taking notes and like this could go in this story this could go in this and when i sit down to write i've got just pages and pages of notes some of it's good some of it's bad but like you know, that way I've got a framework to kind of work with and put it all together. You know, it's like, this would be a cool line for this character to say, well, that's not going to work there, but maybe I use it in a different book down the line or, you know, just always be, always be writing. Like you see artists that are always drawing most artists. Like if you sit down and you put a a pencil down and there's paper there, an artist is going to pick that up and start drawing. Yeah. Like whether you tell them to draw something or not. And that's what you have to do as a writer. You have to always be writing. Like whenever you get an idea and it pops in your head, you know, whip out your cell phone and, and take a note of it, you know, put you know, like I've just got Google Docs full of notes. And that way, so when I sit down, I just kind of have a bunch of ideas already mapped out for different things and that the, then it's easier to do the actual writing. And then it's also not falling in love with your first draft. Because the first draft is never good enough, <laughs> is never good enough, you know. And there's like, like stuff in it that you're like, yeah, this this isn't good, you know, or this is cliche or or whatever, or nobody's gonna want to read this. Like originally, Kanisha um, got superpowers and just killed the entire police department. <laughs> and I'm like, this might be a little bit overkill. Um, <laughs> You might need to add some balance in the book there a little bit, you know, is other than her just murdering 50 cops or whatever it is, you know, and, and, and but it's, it's that you start with an idea and the idea can morph into something else eventually. Um, I think that's a, a big part of it, just being willing to edit yourself and, and things like that too. And like, see that that's to me, that's like, crazy because i 
there's no way I could do that. Like if I sit down and I work on seven different projects or seven different assignments that work for anything, I'm going to mess up on three of them. And I, I just do not have them. I guess that what is it like the mind span or to actually be able to keep up with all that? I would get lost. Well, yeah, part of it is too, is not falling in love with any certain thing. Like you start working on something and this is going to happen from time to time. People think, when they put an idea out there and they see somebody else did it, somebody stole their idea. A lot of people who are, would live within the same culture, their minds work in similar ways. So sometimes you might be working on something and somebody puts out something real similar. You're right. Yeah. You know, that's what, you know, that's why, what was it? Uh, Volcano and Dante's Peak came out in the same year or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> that happens all the time. And so sometimes you have to scrap something or scrap away parts of it because, you know, somebody else is already doing it. And that's, that's fine. Sorry, I'm outside. <laughs> oh, um, no, it's okay. <laughs> somebody, I don't know, it's too fast and furious on the street. But uh, they are driving, they were driving a charger, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so sometimes it's, you know, we and not falling in love with any certain thing, you know, figuring out what is going to work and what isn't. You know, there, I have ideas for a lot of different projects that maybe never will get done, maybe never will come out, but understanding that and being okay with it. Mm-hmm. And so for, for you guys, so where do you guys get your inspiration from? Like, what is one thing that you're like, you know what? I get some of my inspiration from here, or is it like per project where it's like, you know what? Um, like, let's say, if, let's say, I don't know if you guys have seen the show, the TV show on Netflix, right? Stranger Things. Like mm-hmm. if you guys watch the show, you're like, you know what? It'd be awesome to do something obviously not a ripoff, but something that inspires you just from that, that series. So is it like something that inspires you all the time or is it as a time basis or a project base? Um, I would say a lot of our stuff is either um, real life experiences, things that we went through uh, our environment, like things that we witnessed or that were around or um, just some things that we think are funny or things that we're inspired by, like how you said, like, you know, if we watch a Stranger Things episode or something, like, man, that was really cool. This is what, you know, like, oh, what if I put my character in there? Or what what if I would have done it? Like, how would it have been different? And things of that nature. That's how Tales 3, or the Tales from the Cryptic Closet stuff happened, was a lot of us are inspired by that old EC Comics, Tales from the Vaults, Creep Show all that the Donaghy horror comics from back in the day that basically started the comics code and everything that a lot of us really enjoyed those books and we haven't seen anything like it in a while. And we're just like, Hey, why don't we do this? You know, no one else is doing it. They um, Probably someone was, but we, we weren't exposed to them doing it. Mm-hmm. So we're like, screw it. Let's have fun. Let's do some stuff like that. Or it's just like things that we want to work on with other people. Um, you know, so like one of the stories for Tales 3, we have uh, Ralph, uh, Rafael Nueves, who writes uh, Hailstorm or Hellstorm for Marvel Comics. And he approached Bill Hallier was like, hey, I always want to work with you. You have this thing coming up. Can I work with you on it? And he wrote like a Victorian hammer horror style uh, story for the next book. So it's just like it, there's different factors i would say for a lot of us is like who we want to work with how we want to work with them things that we like or 
like things that happen on the road. Like Miller and I come out with a bunch of stuff, like some of uh, the comic nerd life that we kind of like put in in different like books. A lot of it was like stuff he experienced with his friends or like something that he experienced at a con or something me and him did on the road to the con. Uh, so we come out with like, there's characters we came up with on the road that might not ever see a comic because it's just, it, it's just something stupid that we came up with and it could be just a stop like a sign. Like we, we were doing New York city comic con and I was so tired and it was, uh, what is it? Don, Don yeah. yeah, but I read it Don PP. And so that's, we, what we like spitball the Don PP story and an origin and the whole nine. And it was just off of like a stupid restaurant sign. So it could be anything like it just, in the moment when you hit the, that thing, I, I honestly, I think creatives never sleep. Like we're yeah. always constantly going and it, it can be like Miller said, the first draft or the final draft or something that will never see the lighter day. Or it could be something that we're like, Hey, just spitball into one of the other guys in the gorilla camp or something. And they're like, man, that's really cool. Let's do that. And just like, Oh, okay, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I still want to be able to pitch Marvel our suicidal uh, Jar Jar Binks story, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I think that'll be very popular with a lot I, of fans. I, I do. I think. <laughs> I think uh, but I doubt we get the okay on that one. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just stuff like that, like everyday kind of stuff. Thinking about it, um, sometimes it'll be current events. Sometimes it'll be. You know, our background, you know, the first book I wrote, Judges, has a lot to do with my, you know, I study theology and, and stuff like that it has a lot to do with that. Um, and the book we did together, Botch, is just because we both love pro wrestling. And so it's like, let's do a book about pro wrestling, you know, where and it was guy an awesome has to book. <laughs> like, wrestle his way out of purgatory. Like, that's fun. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, that's a great idea. <laughs> And that's crazy because um. So I think when I got the comic, I went back to the guys in the studio, and I was like, "Hey guys, so there's this comic that uh, Julio and Ben did. Uh, it's about wrestling." And that automatically, like everybody was like, "I'm down," you know, like I want to, I want to hear this. Um, I even told one of my friends, um, Christian Romero, who, he has his own podcast, um, which it's more wrestling topics. Uh, I his podcast is two heels two heels in a is it two heels in a face yeah two heels in a face <laughs> i know he's gonna be listening to this he's gonna be mad that i butchered <laughs> the name uh, but at least I, I there's a joke where uh for a while one of our friends could call it two heels to the face <laughs> and and uh he's like bro i can't find your podcast and you know christian was like well if you type the right thing you'll find it you know but oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so like I, I gave I gave one of the books. I'm like, here, bro. Like, read this, and he just fell in love with it. He showed some of the other people uh, in his podcast as well. Uh, I know that's where uh, we saw one of the books that you worked on too, Julio. The uh, the other wrestling book, the oh, the Lucha Legends. Yep, the Lucha Legends one. So that's where, like, I first heard from them, and I was like, bro, you know who who worked on there? That's Julio. He's like who's Julio? And I'm like, bro, I told you about Julio. He's like, that's him. I'm like, yeah. He's like, 
oh crap bro i didn't know that was the same guy i was like yeah bro that's the same guy so it's crazy because like i tell other people right i'm like you know this it's a wrestling comic but it also has to do with wrestling in purgatory to come back to life i was like and everybody's like how is that gonna work like it's just it the idea sounded so like crazy but they read it and they're like bro this is amazing it's it's like it was really great like i I really enjoyed it. I've read it a few times and I, I'm going to be honest. So like I used to be one of those people that uh, I was a uh, big studio comics, right? Where it's like Marvel DC image. Um, that's as far as I got. Like I, I did not go out of that realm. Um, so it wasn't until I started reading more, more like either indie comics or more, more local based comics where I started, I started to realize, you know what? these comics are better to me than what DC's putting out than what Marvel's putting out. And I was like, Holy crap. You know, like I, I need to tell people this. So like, we are huge fans of mo- all your art, all your work, but at the same time, it's because it's something that we're like, you know what? It's really refreshing. It's, it's a, it's different. It's really different from what uh, big companies are putting out. And I, I feel like you, there definitely needs to be more recognition on um, like not only your artworks and like your stories, but like other people that have similar, similar type of stories and artworks where it's like, it's very independent. It's very small, but it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really, really great. And I, I'm not saying it just to kiss ass guys. So, like, <laughs> trust me, I'm not saying it just to kiss ass. Like if it sucked, I'll tell you like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> but, no, I pre- you know, I appreciate that. And we try to do like, you know, people have pitched this stuff, and nine times out of ten, it's a superhero book. And we've just kind of been like, we don't need a superhero book. There, there's plenty of people doing. Not only is DC Marvel, I mean, DC Marvel Valiant, you know, down the line doing, yeah, doing, you know, even Image has their their superheroes. Yep. <laughs> then you got every indie creator out there is like, I got my own idea for a superhero. It's totally unique. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not unique. It's been done before. And you know, yeah. like everybody's like, well, you gotta do a superhero, that's what's gonna get you picked up. I'm like, no, it's too late. Like the bad superheroes, Robert Kirkman and Enos already got that covered, so yep. there's no that that's not gonna get you on anymore. It's like people are just like, Well, I got the this great no, it's not it's just the same as everybody else's. <laughs> well, mine's black though <laughs> been done <laughs> like milestone was, did it already yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like yeah and it for us it's like we're not going to ever chip into a market of characters that have 80 years of continuity yeah or whatever <laughs> you know so we're just like why not do stories that we want to tell that nobody else is telling in comic form you know so that, I mean, that's like with the, with the horror things, like we don't see enough horror stuff out there with, you know, death bag, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, just like fun, funny comics that adults can get the jokes, but then there's jokes there for kids too. Like we don't see a lot of that. So it's like, that's what we want to do. Stuff that's different from other people. And if that means that like DC never rings me up to work, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're we're content doing our own thing. 
Maybe I'm, I, I spoke out of turn. He's like, I need oh. that DC money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not lying. Like, we, I, honestly, man, what you said, thank you so much. It really means a lot to all of us because uh, it, it, it just really does mean the world to us because there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, on the surface, we, you know, we are that Miller and Adam are my family, essentially. And, I mean, we, we do what families do. We have good times. We have bad times. We have fights. We, you know, we, we have victories. We have failures. But we do it together. And to hear, like, hey, I'm not only talking about you. I'm talking about all indie creators, local guys. Essentially, that's, that's been our goal since we started this. So Gorilla was essentially a child of a group called the Lab Creative, which Adam put together, and it was supposed to be a safe, a safe zone for creators, uh, writers, artists, anyone who's trying to make a book, whether it was superhero or non-superhero. And it went well for a while, and then it kind of, you know, everyone started doing their own thing and going their own way. And um, we, at one point, that's, the three of us wanted that. We wanted the Marvel money. We wanted the DC money, you know, and I wouldn't say just the money. We wanted to work for them because at, at one point it was like, you made it if you worked for them. It, it, like yep. wrestling reference, you made it if Once you're you at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and essentially that's what we wanted. We wanted to be on the big stage. We wanted to be at that Marvel DC booth at C2E2 or uh, San Diego or New York signing, you know, the issue, you know, the line because we just dropped our first issue or whatever. That's what we wanted. And then there's so much politics and stuff that really doesn't been or until recently has been really been coming to the forefront with the comic industry. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's so much of it. There's so much politics. You got to know somebody, you know, only if you know this person and this person, maybe. But if if you don't, you have a. it's like trying to get into the NBA, the NFL, anything professionally on a grand scale is really hard to get into. But that should not deter you from doing what you want to do. Like there's we talk about wrestling a lot and I'm sorry. And you guys are wrestling fans too. So oh yeah. We're, awesome. we're, we're, we're huge wrestling fans. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we grew up in the nineties era for like there you uh, go. the grand. So <laughs> we, we can do, throw all this terminology. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> so it's like, because there's like ring of honors and freelance wrestling and warrior and impact, like it's no longer the only game in town. And we started to notice that. And then we started to notice in our area there's other local creators trying to do the same thing we did. And that's how the lab was created. And then while we're chasing the dream, I got to see two guys who I think are amazing talents constantly get rejection letters after rejection letters. And to me, these two guys are the cream of the crop. You know, the, these guys are the best thing out here. And, they're not getting any shine. There's no, no one's putting them over nothing. And we're like, dude, we, we got to do this and there's strength in numbers. And so that's what we decided to do. And that's our, our mission statement basically is to help other creators get their word out there and stuff like that. So Miguel, you saying that you're helping us create our mission, man. So thank you so much for that. We greatly appreciate that. Oh, no, trust me. Like 
I, I'm gonna tell you like this. We appreciate it as well because when we talk about anime, when we talk about superheroes, video games, there's fights between everybody. You know, like Ernest has his choices. I have mine's. Tanks like, oh, dude, I don't watch. I don't watch anime. I don't watch none of this stuff. So whatever. Um, but what's it called? But when it comes to the comics that we have gotten from you guys, like that's been the one. That's been one of the very few topics where i'll like you know what yeah that's awesome that's cool and and there's no bickering between us so i think that's awesome um and everybody we've showed those those uh like the 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 books too they've always enjoyed themselves as well um and that goes from like my kid who lets some of her friends borrow them uh my cousin who uh he's he just graduated high school and he's also a big fan of your guys. Um, he wow. loves all the horror stuff. So, uh, and it, it's so it was random. Like he came over, I wasn't even home. Uh, in the table where I usually record, I had I had one of the books there. Right, he comes, he starts reading, it takes it home. I come home, I I don't know where my comics are. I'm like <laughs> my brothers took it. Right, that's that was my first that was my first thought. Um, months later, he tells me like, oh hey. Uh, do you have any more comics from you know, like he didn't know who he didn't know who Guerrilla Publishing was or he didn't know who like Julio or Ben were. So he was just like that. Do you have any more of that 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 skeleton guy? I was like, what skeleton? <laughs> and it like it turns out it was the Tales of the Cryptic Closet. Like he thought it was a skeleton. He's like, oh yeah, that zombie looking skeleton. And I was like, oh well, yeah. Like I actually have you know the second issue. He's like, oh, can I? take the first issue and get the second issue. I was like, so you're the one that's <laughs> <laughs> told on itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, we appreciate it. Anybody that likes our stuff, it, you know, it feels like, you know, it's affirmation when you don't get it a lot, you know, because the, the indie comic space is a big, big space. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people trying to make it all at once. And so when there are people that actually do enjoy your stuff and do like your stuff, it, you know, it, <laughs> It does. It does feel good that you feel like okay, I am, you know, doing the right thing here, um, and we're just trying to build and grow, and we're hoping this Kickstarter that we're going to run July twenty eighth is gonna <laughs> is gonna help us do that. Um, yeah, we're just hoping that this is kind of the next step, and that we can keep getting bigger and bigger as we go along. Mm-hmm. So. Who are some of the uh, artists or writers that you guys are going to be working on in in the in the third edition in the three D comic uh, the Tales of the Cryptic? So uh, we do have some returning faces from issue one and issue two. Uh, Matthew Skillern's returning. Uh, Nathan, how do you say Nathan's last name? Miller. I don't know. Erdel. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Nathan Erdel. I, I we're really bad with names. Uh, you're so telling me right <laughs> and we're, i know we're going to get a lot of heat after they hear it and like you butchered my last name thank you <laughs> um yeah so those two are returning to do another awesome uh story they teamed up in tales 2 for the very first time uh so they're returning bill hallier uh who's the cover artist and one of the main artists on the book is returning uh like i said earlier with uh rafael nuevez from marvel comics um we have Ben Miller, who's returning. Possibly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam Farster, who's returning. Uh, myself, uh, Ashley Esper is coming back. Uh, she's the um, she's the one who did like the Abin Costello 
style one with her uh, characters called the Ralphs, who are in issue two. Um, who else do we got? I'm trying to do there's a lot of stories. Yeah, trying to count the stories in your head. A lot of people on this one, and then um, we were keeping tradition. So the last two uh, issues had uh, who is now known as Carrying Cross for NXT um do the forwards or the intros for the book uh so we decided we needed someone else um you know Car- killer cross is doing his thing in in wwe right now and unfortunately we you know we were we're grateful to work with him for two issues he unfortunately could not return for the third uh but i think we got someone just as good he's very nice he's very evil uh he just won a tag team match he was just uh image comic book uh cover model uh we got ring of honor star dan Housen, uh to be on this one with us uh so we that's that's the main guy uh he's coming back to doing or he'll first time with us working with us he'll be doing an introduction for the book as well and uh is that everybody right yeah i think that is i mean yeah, that's a, that's everybody. It it feels like it isn't, but it is. Okay. Did you did you say, um, you said Adam, right? Yeah, Adam, okay. you, me, Nathan, yeah. Skil- yeah. Oh, Matthew Skillern, Ashley, yeah, uh, Rafael Nuevez, Bill Hallier. So yeah, there's there's a lot, man. <laughs> so there there's yeah. some new guys coming in, some uh, returning favorites and stuff like that. Okay. Um. So. Where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Um, where can people find some of your work? Um, where can people reach out to you and send you baskets of cookies if you guys want? <laughs> um, well, our website is grillapublishinggroup.com. And there's a little, like one of the tabs is stored. And you go there, you can buy any any of the books, except for Tales 3, which will be coming on the Kickstarter. You know, that's where it's first available. Then eventually it will go back. It'll go on the store as well. Um, as far as Gorilla's Instagram is Gorilla Publishing on Instagram, and Twitter is Gorilla underscore Pub. Um, I I don't have any of my own Twitter or Instagram. I just am Ben Miller on Facebook. If you find me, <laughs> or if Maybe. you know, yeah. So I mean, like, there's a way to con- through the website. There's a way to contact us and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But Julio has his own <laughs> his own social media. Oh, He's trying man. to build a career, this kid over here. <laughs> um, yeah, my stuff is Arta de Guerra. If you just look it all up on there, uh, social media on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, or if you put LGDA seven twenty six, more than likely that's me on all that stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, there there might be an imposter out there. I I don't know. Hey, I mean, in, <laughs> nowadays you never know. Yeah, fake accounts <laughs> everywhere. Hey, I would be honored if I <laughs> was big enough that somebody would want to, you know, be an imposter of me on the internet. That would be that'd be an honor. I mean, I've got death threats, so I'm, I'm moving up the ladder. But I'm not. I'm not quite at the imposter level. That's how you know you kind of made it is when you start getting death threats. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like I read your me. book. I read your comic book, and therefore you should die. <laughs> All right. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> it's like here's my next book. Want to read this one? <laughs> you should tell them like you know yeah. what I'm. I'm gonna release a hundred books. 
after the hundredth book, then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh, the one guy is like, oh, this looks cringy. We should, we should buy it just to make fun of him. Like, I don't care as long as you buy it. Hey. <laughs> like he said, I don't care as long as you buy it. Yeah. Once you bought it, you can do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. You're just giving us free free uh, marketing right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, as always, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we should definitely do this more often. Uh, once again, everybody that is Julio and Ben, uh, make sure you check out the Kickstarter. Uh, when is the Kickstarter coming out again? Uh, july, july 28th. 28th okay july 28th uh i will tell you guys this whoever like for those people listening you guys will have to be faster than i am once those rewards come out because <laughs> oh yeah there's there's some rewards man that like yeah. last year as soon as launch happened like things were just done right away and yeah. we, we were not expecting that whatsoever like people were were anticipating like back of the book, so we had you know the mm-hmm. issue one and two. So yeah, like now that it's crazy to tell people like, hey, you know, make sure that you're on there day of as early as possible, because <laughs> if you want on the back of the book, we can't guarantee it because more than likely yeah. the first ten minutes it's up, it's gone. Yeah, you know, so. But that's a good sign as well. Like that's a good sign for you guys. You're like, you yeah. know what? We're getting more popular. People are loving our work. Um, and like again, once again, it's it's an it's an awesome experience to read. Um, and it's definitely refreshing from um all the stuff out there. So, I like that's as much as I could say. I, I don't want to keep kissing ass or saying anything because mm. then uh, people are gonna be like, oh, how much did he get paid? I got paid nothing to <laughs> to say all that stuff because we don't have money to pay him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're legitly broke. That's why we run Kickstarters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but once again, thank you guys so much. Um, I really appreciate you guys. Uh spending some time with us talking to our to our audience letting them who you are what you guys are working on uh so before before we uh, end the podcast for up-and-coming artists or writers what is one tip you would give uh somebody that's coming up one two three whatever how many tips however you think um for somebody that's up and coming or or maybe a teenager um First thing I said, like, if you're an artist, always be drawing. If you're a writer, always be writing. Like I said earlier, like that, you know, you got to hone your craft. You don't, you know, you want to get to the NBA, you got to go out and practice. You want to become a comic book artist or writer, you got to practice. Um, and so that that's one thing. And the, the other thing that I would, would say is that um, make sure that you're willing to listen and, and, and learn from other people. Because if you, you know, like if you come up to me at a convention and are like, well, and I try to give you some advice and you're like, you just kind of like, no, 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 I want to do it this way. That's cool. But <laughs> you're the kind of person that I know I can't work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be flexible in that and, and, and be willing to listen to other people and actually take their advice. And, and I think this, the, the other thing is just understand that success for most people doesn't come overnight. Like you heard of Robert Kirkman, you're like, oh man, like he came out of nowhere. But Robert Kirkman was doing Battle Pope for a while before anybody knew who he was. 
You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, like, you hear about these guys once they make it big, but you don't see all the work they put in to get where they are. You know what I mean? So it's like, understand that success is not going to come overnight and it's going to be a grind and you're going to have to keep working at it. And you need to decide if that's something you really want. Like, if you don't want to put in that much work, that's cool. Like, you don't have to. But if you want to make it, you know what I mean? You're going to have to put in a lot of work and it's going to be a lot of grinding and it's going to be a lot of, you know, sometimes it's going to get expensive and you're going to be wondering where the money's going and you're going to go to conventions and you're going to flop at a convention and you're going to be like, man, I just flushed $300 down the drain. Well, yeah, but maybe that one person picked up your book that that ma- it matters. You know what I mean? So you just got to keep grinding. And I guess one, you know, one other thing before I actually let Julio talk, um, is that like, like we did find your people that you can work with. It's, you know, it's a lot easier to fail if there's somebody there to pick you up, you know, when you, when, when you fall and stuff like that. And it's a lot easier just financially to do things when you, you got it split up between different people and, you know, and it's, to be honest, it's more fun. Like if you get your friends along, like I can get really bored at conventions if I'm by myself. But I never get bored when Julio's there. Like, we we may not sell out, but you can tell we are having a good time <laughs> at conventions, you know, and stuff like that. Like, we are we're not gonna be bored while we're there. So that's what I would say. Just those those things. Um, yeah, I would piggyback off of off of Ben. Uh, one thing there there is a lot of heartache, like you have to be prepared for that. Like failure is, is a big part of the game, but it, it's what you do with that failure that determines your path. There's many times where the three of us have actually wanted to throw in the towel, but like how you said, we, you know, we had each other and we, we gave each other that space in that moment and and picked each other up and and kept running and kept going. You know, it, it does suck here and there and you just keep keep going don't stop like basically don't fall in love with your first thing because the the first thing isn't always going to strike gold my my first book was i i loved it and now i look back at it and see the failures of it and things of that nature and i i work towards not doing that again like what did i do wrong what what can i do better you do that with everything you know like why why did we not do so well at this con? Well, X, Y, and Z. Okay. Was it us? What, you know, you got to evaluate everything, study, be a student of the game. If you notice students of the game are, are the ones where it's at, like they know their stuff, they know what to do. They, you know, they have certain things. They're always exploring, always explore, always experiment because that's how you're going to find your style. There's a thousand and one guys trying to be Jim Lee. There's a thousand and one guys trying to be Todd McFarlane. There's a thousand and one guys trying to be Robert Kurtzman. There's only one you. Do that you. It's cool to be inspired by those guys and whatnot. Take a little bit from them, study, spin it off, do your own thing with it. Uh, Because you never know who you might touch with your stuff. Um, So, yeah, it's basically, like he said, just don't stop. Keep going. If you feel... If you do feel stressed out or whatnot, do st- there's nothing wrong with taking a step back. There's nothing wrong with 
walking away from a piece of art and coming back to it tomorrow. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Just, just know that and keep going. Awesome. So greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys once again. Also uh, make sure on August 14, 2021, you guys will also be having a free comic book day uh, print. So it is the first, I would say, is it the first, the first exclusive uh, gorilla universe comic? Uh, yeah it's what's it's a print and it's the first one that takes pretty much all the characters of the people that are going to be doing free comic book day and puts Mm -hmm. them all in one print um and yeah august 14th uh will be there'll be creatives at creative comics one and creative comics two and screaming monkeys all in the indiana region so you'll be able to come come out and see us at whichever place you go or you could go to all three yeah. <laughs> why not <laughs> exactly so thank you guys so much um and until next time for all the listeners yeah.